Hello everyone! Welcome to Tea and Gemstones, the home for your shiny mix of commentary and history of all things sparkly, aka jewelry, gemstones, and style. I am your host, Jen. One of the great apexes of modern day jewelry displays would have to be the Hollywood red carpet. It's where the wow moments can happen. You have these priceless museum quality pieces on some of the most beautiful bodies in the world. Ultra luxury, avant-garde pieces making the cover of a magazine level statement, or I guess nowadays cover of a website. The couture gowns must pair perfectly with the jewels. It's a delicate symbiotic relationship. You don't want the jewelry outshining the clothes or the dress distracting from the gems. When all the fashion notes hit just right, the red carpet moment goes down in epic history. These past few weeks, we have witnessed two red carpets with very different vibes, the Met Gala and the Emmys. The Met Gala has a theme every year. This year, it was In America, a lexicon of fashion. The Met Gala is the epitome of avant-garde, out-of-the-box fashion thinking. It's not about wearability. It's about making a capital S statement. Everyone has turned their creativity up to a 12 out of 10. How do you stand out when everyone is cranking up the wattage of their star power? You get creative. Sierra, the singer, she went and she borrowed her husband Russell Wilson's Super Bowl ring to accent her lime green sequin dress inspired by his football uniform. Should I make a joke about this look being a touchdown? Mm, Probably best to stay in my lane. Singer Normami, she embraced rare blue colored diamonds as her way to find the spotlight. She wore a mustard yellow Valentino dress with a cinched waist, huge poofy Disney princess-esque sleeves, and it had a plunging front neckline. All that open chest is the better to display her Lorraine Schwartz gems. She had a big blue diamond pear necklace on a long white diamond chain and two rings, one with a white and blue diamond flower and one with a blue marquee cut diamond. The pops of blue with the yellow were unexpected. It's an old school classic Americana color combo, the white, the blue with the yellow, think like a blue and white country kitchen with sunflowers. But when the color scheme is done in a Valentino gown with diamonds, it's modern and chic. Speaking of flowers, Jordan Alexander from the Gossip Girl reboot, she wore a Tiffany & Co. Schlumberger daisy necklace with matching earrings. So the daisy flower shape can read more childish, but Tiffany's eschewed the younger vibe of the shape by doing the daisies in dark orange, gold, and green instead of the traditional white and yellow. Some people are adverse to matchy-matchy earrings to a necklace, but with all the different colors at play and the variations of the daisy flower petals, I think the choice to match earrings to the necklace just amplifies the power of the accessories. Staying on the topic of necklaces, Gabrielle Union wore a choker that just blew me away. It's a tight row of white marquee and pear-shaped diamonds all the way around, and those pear diamonds are sizable. 
The show-stopping piece is from a French high jewelry company called Messica, and they're relatively new on the jewelry scene. They were founded in Paris in 2005. And fun fact, almost all of the 230 employees at Messica are female. That's actually pretty unusual for a high jewelry house. It's a very male-dominated field. And I can't wait to see if Masika puts any pieces on the Academy Awards red carpet. So with my four-year-old daughter obsessed with all things rainbow, I definitely know which red carpet jewels from the Met Gala she would want. Diane Kruger's earrings were the stuff of absolute fantasy. They're anchored by a golden pearl. The rainbow assortment of gems are arranged in a fan shape, like one half of a classic angel wing. The tips of the wing go almost from the top of her ear to the middle of her neck. Her dress was lime green, featuring a stomach cutout, a puffy short skirt, and a cape with a train. The rainbow sparkles of her earrings played off her hot pink eyeshadow and strappy pink heels. The look is absolutely a lot for anywhere other than the Met Gala. For the Met Gala, it seemed super appropriate and almost low-key. Oh, a new jewel that made its debut with Diane is her new large square-cut white diamond engagement ring from Norman Reedus of The Walking Dead fame. Her ring is estimated to be about 8 carats in size, and she just received it at the end of August. You go, girl. So just about everyone at the Met Gala went with super glam gems, so much sparkle and ornate settings. These are complex masterworks of high jewelry. But Jennifer Lopez, good old Jenny from the block, she veered away from the sparkle and modern flash and instead used her jewelry accessories to help her outfit tell a story of a moment in American time, the wild, wild west. The Wild West era only lasted about 30 years, from the 1860s to the 1890s, but there is no doubt the fashion of cowboys, saloon girls, Native Americans, and ranchers lives on eternally. The designer who swathed J.Lo in this aesthetic is the iconic Mr. Ralph Lauren, who is an American representation in his own right. I mean, the man literally designs the U.S. Olympic uniforms. The jewelry from her look was all from the Ralph Lauren archives and featured a lot of leather, necklaces, belts, bracelets, and a hat. She also wore a Navajo Nation silver ring and silver coin necklace. The Navajo Nation is the largest federally recognized tribe in the United States. Now, Jennifer Lopez isn't Native American. She's Puerto Rican, born in the Bronx. Is she allowed to wear more western style jewelry the capacity of what she wore in the met gala i say yes she was not culturally appropriating a costume the silver native american pieces were not the focal point the leather pieces were native american jewelry is very rarely featured on hollywood red carpets but i want to tie up the met gala accessories review with a spotlight on my very favorite jewelry look of the evening, Quiana Chasing Horse. She's a 19-year-old rising model breaking through the high fashion barriers for indigenous representation. Quiana comes from a mix of two tribes, two tribes, the Han Gawichin and the Lakota. 
but she spent a large part of her life with the Navajo Nation. Her aunt was actually a famous Navajo beauty queen, and she's the one who loaned Quiana the epic turquoise and silver jewels she wore down the Met Gala red carpet. I mean, just Google it, look it up, it's amazing. The silver and blue stones layered against her skin and coupled with the gold lame gown, complete with billowing cape by designer Peter Dundas, created a unique visual combination hardly ever seen on a red carpet. Her look had this visual freshness to it when your eyes see it, surely on the fact that your eyes have not seen this kind of look before. It's new to a luxury event. But then, isn't that sad? Quiana's look is the most America of any of the fashion looks at this America-themed event. It's literally Native American. And the most deeply American look is one that is so infrequently represented. I'm hoping that with Quiana featured on so many top 10 lists from this event, indigenous jewelry brands will see their exposure levels to the masses soar. Okay, let's transition away from the fantasy land of the Met Gala, a red carpet for experimentation and embraced kookiness, to the Emmys. The Emmys are called TV's Biggest Night, and this past 73rd awards ceremony grappled with the effect of being one week after the extravagance of the Met Gala. The Emmys fashion looks this year were a reverb off the outlandish gala. Stylists seemed to bounce back from the Met's technicolor creativity with returning to a safe space of classic glamour. It's no secret that the fashion of the 1990s and the early 2000s is having a major nostalgic heyday right now. On the Emmy red carpet, we saw this nostalgia embraced with choker style necklaces or the very slightly looser version of a choker, barely off the neck, gracing the upper collarbone. Sometimes it seems like the stylists putting together the red carpet looks all share one Pinterest inspiration board. And the common theme of this year's Emmy jewelry were these white diamond choker necklaces. Okay, this year we had MJ Rodriguez, Cynthia Erivo, Yara Shahida, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Michaela Coel, Journey Smollett, and Juno Temple all wore very similar necklaces in this style. While each necklace is individually gorgeous, having so many alike pieces parading down the carpet, their power was definitely diminished. It just got repetitive, and I wanted to see something different after about the third white necklace. With so many white accents on the red carpet, it was refreshing when we got to see a burst of color. Emeralds in their signature vivid green popped up, adorning a few celebrities. Billy Porter wore an all-black ensemble with statement billowing sleeves, but he brought some serious sparkle to stand out against the black backdrop. Multiple diamond rings and bracelets with the true stunner of a diamond and emerald necklace in this bib design of layered petals and two amazing swirled ear cuffs all by Lorraine Schwartz. Katherine Hahn also wore all black. Her outfit was a jumpsuit with a comically large belt buckle on the front. I mean, 
this thing was like from belly button to ribs big. I don't get that. But I did love her emerald and white diamond necklace by designer Byrony Raymond. It was a row each of emeralds and diamonds with three pear cut emeralds dangling down. Changing from green to yellow, yellow sapphires, a personal favorite gemstone of mine. They're just like little bits of solidified sunshine. They were featured on two Tiffany & Co. ambassadors, Anya Taylor-Joy and Tracy Ellis Ross, both wore sizable yellow sapphire rings set in yellow gold. Anya Taylor-Joy fully went for the yellow vibe with her canary yellow Dior gown, but I liked Tracy Ellis Ross's Grecian red draped gown better. It seemed more unexpected and bolder to pair yellow with red rather than just doing yellow on yellow. Okay, I have a little bit of a rant. I do like Anya Taylor-Joy. She's a great actress and her makeup is always flawless, but I am so bored with seeing her in a solid color spaghetti strap backless gown. I could probably make a graphic of her wearing every color and make it into a rainbow. She's now worn this uniform for the Emmys with yellow, the Golden Globes with green, the Critics' Choice Awards with purple, after her Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live performance, she did pink, the premiere of her movie Emma, she wore white, arriving to the Venice Film Festival, she did it in orange, the BAFTA Awards in black, please, no more backless, spaghetti strap, solid colored dresses on the red carpet. Okay, rant over. Something fresh that I have never seen before was an unexpected accessory at the Emmys on the head of Moses Ingram, a breakout actress this year from her performance as Beth Harmon's best friend in The Queen's Gambit. She wore length after length of sterling silver chain woven into her long, low ponytail, and then her stylist hand-applied rhinestones into her baby hairs at her hairline. It really put some edge into her look, which was otherwise pretty classic with her green one-shoulder gown. It was just fun, but with all the fun being on the back of her outfit, it didn't read well when she was photographed from the front, which is mostly what happens on a red carpet. I love the moments of fun and creativity with jewelry playing into a look, and maybe I'm not being fair to judge the Emmys harshly for being so traditional and homogenous on the red carpet. Perhaps the Emmys would not appear so, dare I say, boring if they weren't foiled against the avant-garde Met Gala seven days previous. 2021 is a different red carpet schedule than normal. The Met Gala is traditionally in May, so there's customarily more of a buffer between the Met and other red carpets. With how the world has been lately, lockdowns, quarantines, social distancing, the fashion world has had to adjust. Fashion shows went virtual, red carpets were canceled, movie premieres happened on TVs and our own living rooms. Now with real red carpets returning, I guess me personally, I was just hoping for the long absence of glamour to result in an explosion of fun once everyone was able to let loose. That certainly happened at the Met Gala. It was epic and did not disappoint. But then one week later, the Emmys come along and seem 
so boring, so typical, so pre-2020. Like we've gone through something, people. Now we should change how we are. In post-2021, I want everything to be fun and bursting with creativity because honestly, shouldn't stylists be making the most of every fashion moment? There's no guarantee of a red carpet next week, next month, next year. Don't play it safe. Don't hold out for it the next time. Let's go big. Let's aim to impress and surprise. I think everyone will have more fun. All right, (laughs) that's all for this episode of Tea and Gemstones. It was a little heavier on the tea than the gemstones, but I think that's the nature of red carpet commentary. If you disagree about anything I've said or want to tell me what you think about the Met Gala and the Emmys, connect with Tea and Gemstones on Instagram or Twitter. Please see the show notes for a link to our blog for a transcript of this episode and the bibliography. Our show's theme song is by Joseph McDade. All right, everyone, until next time, stay sparkly.